I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today is going to be awesome because I get to speak with somebody local to me in New Zealand. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this recording today. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Wellington, New Zealand. He's a Power Platform chapter lead. Uh, at Westpac. Uh, so this is awesome because for me, uh, it's another person in New Zealand in the Power Platform that I get to talk to. So my home country. He's originally from Canada, uh, but of course, based in New Zealand. Uh, he enjoys epic beers. Who doesn't, right? And tasty coffee and a huge, uh, he's a huge ice hockey fan, which is something I doubt he gets much of in New Zealand. Anyhow, he's been working for over a decade with Dynamics 365, Power Platform CRM, and lucky to have worked across different countries and some of the largest implementations around the world. You can t- check him on Twitter at Eric Renier and also on his blog, powerusers.microsoft.com. His blog, uh, <laughs> I like that. And uh, welcome to the show, Eric. Hey, Mark. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Now, I'll let you correct my uh, mispronunciation of your last name. Uh, you know, that's fine. Everybody messes that up. It's Rainier. So Rainier. It's a French sort of Canadian last name, yeah. Nice, nice. So do you speak French as well? I do. I do. It's my mother tongue, yeah. Nice, nice. So I've got so many questions, right? As in, I don't know many people that have moved from Canada to New Zealand um, in, in the power platform space. So before we, we unpack that story, tell us a bit about family, food, and fun for you. Uh, yeah, food, I guess. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife were, were a bit of a foodie for sure. Uh, I guess, I don't know, my, my comfort food or go-to is always pizza. So we're lucky in New Zealand, there's quite a few good pizza places. So, uh, family have a small daughter. She's three. She's full of energy and lots of attitude. Um, don't know who she takes it from, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's it. My wife is actually pregnant, so we're expecting a little boy very soon. Wow, congratulations. So, yeah, exciting times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter is now 10 months old, so uh, we're just coming up on our first year. Oh, nice. Congrats. Yeah. It's, yeah, a whole lot of fun, but yeah, changes it a is, bit, right? the, the whole dynamics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your story? How how did you get into how did you get into tech? How did you move to New Zealand? Give me that kind of background. Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, I always liked to travel. I traveled for leisure and, you know, went travel yeah, from pretty much every every continent in, in the world. And uh, I was previously working for Avanad, which is sort of a joint venture between Microsoft and Accenture. And as being an international company, you know, I was uh, lucky enough to sort of 
benefit from that and um, worked a bit in, in the States, in Canada, in India, and Hong Kong. And that's sort of, you know, um, so basically, I, I got to get a feeling of uh, working abroad and, and looking at all these different cultures and, you know, just, just experience traveling in different countries. And I guess uh, Australia and New Zealand was a place I'd never been before, right? So uh, when I got the opportunity to come here, when we were looking for sort of our, our next step after Hong Kong, uh, yeah, I got the chance to come here and we're like, yeah, why not? Let's enjoy this part of the world, which is something I haven't done. And, and that's it. Four years later, here I am. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Now, I've done a lot of work in Hong Kong myself. Um, yeah. So as an, and as an, uh, I had a uh, couple of big clients in Hong Kong around Dynamics 365. One was uh, a very large shipping company, Mitsui Ocean Liners, which uh, were headquartered there. And um, uh, the other one was a big international moving company. Tell me, what about, uh, tell me about your time in Hong Kong. What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's really, it's really a crazy city. It's, uh, they really live by, you know, work hard, live hard, uh, work hard, play hard, I mean. And uh, yeah, so, so it was just, uh, yeah, it was really intense. So we really, really uh, worked long hours, but like really after work, we, we always did some <laughs> Went out, enjoyed the whole city, uh, spent a couple of years there. And after a couple of years, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was time to move on. I mean, uh, that lifestyle, especially with my wife who moved there as well. And uh, she had a bit of a tougher time to to find a job and whatnot because she's in the health industry. Uh, so because she hasn't spoke Mandarin um, and Cantonese, it was a bit harder for her. So basically, yeah, we're looking at our next steps. And, and yeah, but yeah, it was, it was really good. It was, it was really a, an experience. In terms of IT too, uh, it was kind of like, um, you know, working with, you know, these big systems, big mainframe. It's something that I only started working at the start of my career. So it was kind of at the beginning was going back 10 years in terms of sort of their, their IT processes and all the, the, the IT systems. So that was really sort of a shock, you know, moving from Canada where they, they sort of started the, the move to cloud, right? And started having more, um, you know, modern type of systems. And then going back to Hong Kong was like, oh, going back 10 years. But, totally, uh, right? Yeah, mm, but it was mm, good. Mm, mm. It was definitely a good experience. So so when you're saying, you know, mainframes and systems like that, were you starting to do integrations between those and Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. What type, what type of use cases? Oh, uh, well, the, in Hong Kong was the Hong Kong Jockey Club that I worked for. So basically, Yay! <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know well. <laughs> so we had in integration from like customer activities, marketing campaigns. We had all the betting accounts and some of the bets and the claims for all these different systems. So we sort of integrated that inside Dynamics. So Dynamics CRM, which was obviously on-prem, was um, basically the centralized place where. Uh, any interactions or requests with the clients or the customers of H HKJC um, uh, was the place where we manage all those and see all the history. So, did you get into racehorse management uh, as in using Dynamics? Because I know that was one of their big things when I uh, when I left the employer I was working for. So no, not specifically uh, horse ma management. It was really more around managing, you know, uh, betting accounts, claims, you know, any feedback, stuff like that, a customer service, more oriented type of uh, engagement with them. But yeah, 
all that was the dynamics was their main sort of system um for that yeah yeah so cool so cool no i i had uh talked with them extensively then at moving what based on the success they had in that area with you into doing full life cycle management of uh thoroughbred racehorses um yeah so it's a very interesting organization to work with tell me about coming to new zealand so yeah, it was a, at first it was a shock too because we were so used to a big city, right? And everything opened, uh, you know, like almost 24 hours, right? And whether it was shops or restaurants, and we came here and, you know, things closed very early. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and you're in the capital city of our country. <laughs> yes, however, I just recently moved to to Auckland, so how did um, you really? Yeah, with in in the middle of our lockdown in our COVID lockdown, which was yeah, excellent timing, but uh, yeah, so. At the beginning, it was a shock, but you know what? We really like it here. Like, uh, you know, the work-life balance is, is great. And, you know, now that, you know, our, our daughter is born here and our second child, as, as, as I was mentioning, is going to be born here. So it's just a great place for family and raise, you know, kids. And also, yeah, we're really happy here. So you think you'll stay for a long term? Uh, long term. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But uh, totally. For, for now, we're, we're happy here, for sure. Tell me how you know where do you where do you play most of the time now? And uh, you know, I, I read in your profile there, Dynamics Three Six Five is where you started. I can see the Power Platform. You've obviously got a CE, you know, lens of the world. Where do you really, you know, what was your journey? Um, you, yeah, what was your business application journey with Microsoft? So basically, I, I started as a .NET developer back then, right? And I was hardcore, a hardcore developer, but always specialized sort of into the line of business business applications. And obviously, you know, as um, we did more and more systems, moving on to back then was that Dynamic CRM, I think was 4.0, was just a natural path, right? If you do line of business type of applications uh, with the Microsoft stack, you're bound to somehow work with Dynamics or that sort of ecosystem. So yeah, I just started and then there was more and more projects. And yeah, I've then I've decided instead of being sort of a generalist or master of all trade, I said, you know what, let me focus on that because I just saw there was a lot of momentum, a lot of bug um, of buzz around it. And the company that I was working for, Avanade, there was lots of demand, right? And we saw all the sort of uh, RFPs and, you know, customer requests coming was all around sort of the dynamic space. So yeah, I just decided to specialize in there, yeah, about a decade ago. Wow. So, wow. so I, I see you've in your history, you've worked a lot, you know, partner side. And I always say if anyone's do, having a career in our space, there's kind of broadly three core categories you can work in. You can work for Microsoft, right? Represent the product, sell it, that type of thing. You can work for a partner uh, and, you know, you will probably get exposed to multiple projects, multiple geographies, things like that. Or you could work for an end customer. Um, which I understand. Is, are you working for an end customer now? I am. I am. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 tell me, as somebody that's done two out of the three, I take it you haven't worked for Microsoft yet. Nope, I haven't. What's what's the difference? What's the a lot of people ask me? What's the big difference about working for an end customer and working direct for a partner? What are the kind of highlights that you that jump to mind for you? Yeah, good question. So at the beginning, actually, I started off my career working for 
the customer, like for for an internal IT organization. And I did that for about three years. And then, you know, I had some friends and some ex-colleagues that went on the consultant route, right? So that's something that I wanted to try. So I went there. And then, yeah, I did about 10 years or so in there. And then, yeah, just recently, uh, a couple of years ago, I decided to, you know, come back to the customer side. And definitely there's pros and cons for both. But one thing that I really like at the customer side is you truly feel the whole ALM side of a system, right? We're really involved from beginning to the continuous, you know, journey of the system. And you really see after... Um, if you know your solution or what you did was really good and how that evolves right and how that scaled with time so that's something that i sort of enjoy and something i didn't expect to but i sort of miss now that i see it is supporting the 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 application so um at westpac we work in a way that you support what you build right so even you know some customers they might call say oh that's broken or how can i do that and you know just having that interaction with the actual end users is actually quite quite nice right so uh, that's something that i realized that i actually missed for sure working uh for partners right uh, that too has some pros right so uh, the thing is you 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 always work with new projects so people that are seeking you know always switching from different systems or project that's something that you might have more right with uh, partners um you know so but working for a large organization like westpac you know there's so many initiatives going on internally that you still have that um sort of opportunity to work on different types of systems or projects or you know modules within the whole platform so uh but uh yeah definitely i would say the number one thing that you really see on the customer side is the whole application lifecycle management of of what you're building right so there's a bit more personal like a personal touch to it right there's a bit more yeah so so one of the other things that people have told me they don't miss time sheeting they don't miss being on the bench they don't miss uh that side of things what about you um i was lucky enough honestly i don't think i was ever on the bench so i've i didn't really experience that much but i did hear the same thing timesheets too however time, uh, westpac just recently stopped the timesheet so previously you know even that internal customers there might be some, some timesheets so uh, but now yeah it's true that timesheets are yeah that's uh that's a nice little bonus but uh yeah <laughs> so so straight after this call today i'm i'm having a call with ryan cunningham um, do you know oh, who nice. he is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. last week with Airlift, we just had a few calls with him. Exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm about to do a podcast with him. And, and the topic of my podcast with him is organizations that really buy into the power platform, not for one or two apps, but for 100, 300, 1,000 apps. You know, like Slumberjay, they've got over 20,000 apps now running on the power platform. When you're working customer side, how like have you started that whole? Because I'm not talking about so much the technology, but at the back end, you've got a whole, you've got to rally the like the subject matter experts. So you've got to get the the folks that have got app ideas that might be working totally unrelated to you know the software teams. How do you how do you really start evangelizing you know inside the customer to to rally the folks, all the people that could actually contribute and start you know you know, coming up with concepts for apps, maybe even doing some citizen development, you know, so many opportunities there. Are you doing stuff around rallying the wider organization to your cause? Uh, 
Um, yes, we do uh, to a certain extent. Uh, we do, we have a big sort of we promote the internal community in inside Westpac, and we 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 have something called the Dynamic Special Interest Group, uh, where we invite all the business or subject matter expert, where we showcase uh, really um, some of the Power Platform features to sort of uh, show them the if we say like. Internally, we say the art of the possible. Uh, so just to promote a bit and evangelize uh, this system internally. Uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of that, there's a part comes from there, but a lot of that is just having a close relationship with the end users, right? And having a mature and rich backlog uh, sort of does that naturally, right? And, and that's sort of what we're trying to do is uh, as we speak to the users, as we've, you know, um, even speak within the, the teams, uh, we let the ideas flowing and we capture as much of these ideas inside our backlog, right? And then we've just go from there. I like it. I like it. Do you, do you find your, um, and, and I, I was talking with uh, the lady that set up this whole process in Virgin Atlantic in the UK when I was living there, um, do you get to the point that if you're like your backlog is so long, it's almost like um, you can't see the end in sight of it? Um, it, it is long and uh, we, we do have a big practice, but uh, our backlog is sort of divided per squad and even per tribe and, and things like that. So, And then we have a concept of an opportunity backlog and, and a backlog, right, where a backlog is a bit more refined opportunity backlog, where an opportunity backlog is just a bucket where we want to capture as many uh, good ideas and, and things like that. So um, there's different teams that specialize in different areas, right? It could be by technology stack or by business domain, but uh, yeah, it's, it's quite well. It, it works quite well uh, I would say. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Tell me about becoming an MVP. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a nice surprise. So basically, um, I've done a lot of work or online on the online forum. So on Power Apps, uh, the community. Uh, basically, even for my, my own sake, because, you know, like Microsoft is on fire. They're, they're releasing features all the time. And the documentation you know, doesn't sort of follow the rate that features are released. And uh, so I find like, you know, as a sort of senior uh, professional in the Power Platform space, it, it, it's kind of part of our duty, I say, to sort of help out people that start off on that journey. So a way I want to help out was just simply on the Power Ops form, right? So, and just answering lots of questions and things like that, right? And then became, you know, some of the top, contributors and solution authors and also helping some local MVPs like the Rami of this world with some user group and things like that. Uh, so yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I got n nominated and yeah. And, and got it. So yeah, it was just, it was really good. So any, any impact, uh, you know, for you in your career from getting it? Um, not necessarily, but, I think what's what's awesome is sort of like the you know the, the PGI events, the program, uh, the product group interactions, and sort of that visibility uh, and that sort of uh, relationship with the product team. Uh, I think that's really beneficial, right? And it, it really helps, and um, and as well with the whole MVP family, as they say, it's it, it's really it's really nice. Uh, community so yeah i think from from that aspect it's nice to get sort of that support and yeah so so good 
Final words, any, any, anything, any advice you would give to other people that um, think that MVP is something that's of interest to them? Yeah, just start somewhere. Help out with a community, whether it's, you know, answering one question or even asking question or updating some of the documentation on the MS Doc site. It's so easy to do. And I think you just need to start somewhere. And then you'll see as you start, you'll get the momentum of it, right? And then you can do more and more and more. And yeah. Next thing you know, yeah, who knows, right? But I would say just get involved. Whatever the channel is or the way, it's an awesome community out there. And you could there's multiple ways people could get involved, right? So I like it. I like it. Okay, you ready for some quick fire questions? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. I'll always start easy. Are you a morning or a night person? Night. So what, you like early hours of the morning before you go to bed or? No, like I, I like to sleep in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> no, no. I like to sleep in. I like that. I like that. Would you rather explore space or the ocean and why? Uh, space. Why? Because it's, it's bigger, I guess. There's a lot more stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. There's more stuff. Final question. What one accomplishment are you most proud of? Oh, being a father, I would say. Nice. Nice. Eric's been fantastic talking with you. Mark, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been fun. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Swift. Mark Smith, that is, not Swift. Otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you uh, want to be a supporter of the show, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Otherwise, stay safe out there and see you next time.